Hello, and welcome to a new episode of From the Honeycomb, a podcast that creates a spark of positive energy. Here we discuss all things architecture and design, to travel, exploring Vastu Shastra with a modern approach, and I connect with other like-minded women to share their story. I am your host, Katerina Burenova, and welcome to From the Honeycomb. So on the podcast lately, I've been diving deep into the world of architecture, what my journey has been like becoming a licensed architect. So today I want to share a different story with you, and that's my journey with yoga. You know, I've mentioned yoga before kind of on the podcast. It used to be in my original intro. Sometimes I post about yoga on social media here and there, but I've never really done an episode dedicated specifically to yoga and to my journey with yoga. So that is what today's episode is going to be about. Now, as we begin every episode, we like to take a moment to ground down and think of something that we are grateful for in the present moment. And I like to do this at the beginning of every episode because not only does gratitude bring so much positivity, positive energy, positive mindset, positive mindfulness, we all have those gratitude journals, gratitude, gratitude, but it really does start the episode on on a positive note, which is, you know, that spark of positive energy that I'm hoping to create and cultivate. And so today I wanted to share with you what I am grateful for. And that has to be this episode, actually, because I have felt like I've recently haven't been able to find the time, not find the time, but yeah, I guess haven't been able to find the time to get on my yoga mat. And my yoga practice from what it was a couple of years ago is drastically different. And I mean, every, you know, chapter of my life, which you'll hear about, like yoga has kind of gone with the ebbs and flows of life. You know, it's kind of flowed through different chapters of my life. But recently, I just feel like I'm kind of making excuses like, oh, I'd rather sleep in than get on my yoga mat in the morning. Or when I come home from work, I'd rather do something else than get on my mat. And so I kind of hope that this episode would motivate me to get back on my mat. And I put the notes together a couple days ago. And ever since then, I have gotten on my yoga mat every single day, even if it was just for 10 minutes. And it just feels so good to be back on my yoga mat. So I'm really grateful for this episode, for thinking of coming up with this episode, because there's actually a different episode scheduled for this week. And I was going to put together, I started putting notes together for it. And then I thought, you know what, let's talk about yoga. Like let's, we've talked a lot about architecture We've had some amazing guests on talking about all sorts of mindfulness, wellness. We've had architecture guests on, but now let's have a moment to to kind of honor yoga. And I really wanted to talk about my yoga practice and and why and how important it is for me. My first yoga class was when I was about 17 years old. I was my senior year of high school, and my mom took me to a vinyasa class. It was a once-a-week vinyasa class, so I'll be using some yoga terms throughout the episode. So just for those of you not familiar with yoga, vinyasa is really kind of your, I guess if you live in the Western culture, a class that you would go to where there's a lot of, um, like vinyasa means a flow too. And so it means like you'll do a lot of upward facing dog, downward facing dog, you'll move through, you know, the warrior poses. It's probably your more typical yoga class that you've gone to. So that's what my mom took me to is a vinyasa class. And I remember loving how I felt after each class. My whole body would feel relaxed and kind of zenned out. One funny thing I was thinking about when I was putting these notes together is I specifically remember the yoga teacher that I had. 
She was able to have her heels touch the ground during Downward Facing Dog, or Adha Mukha Shavasana. I'm a little rough on my Sanskrit, but I'm Downward Facing Dog. And I remember her heels could touch the ground. And I looked down over at my heels, and I'm like, wow, I was a couple inches off. I'm like, I wonder if I'll ever be able to have my heels touch the mat. So that was kind of something I remember from the class. There were candles. It was a very nice lit room, good atmosphere, which I think the atmosphere of a yoga room plays a key role on how you experience the practice. It's not only the teacher, the people around you, but really the room that you're practicing in is the atmosphere, the the energy, the flow. It's just so important. And so I think because this first class, there were the candles, there was, you know, dimmed lights. It was a good teacher. It was a nice small class. It was just more inviting rather than being in, which moving on is once I went to college, you know, I took a few free yoga classes on campus at my school, but they were usually in like a gymnasium style or what's those little... So like racquetball rooms, really brightly lit, no candles, barely any music, no Zen music, nothing like that. So I definitely was a transition from my first yoga classes to then in college, you know, I tried to find yoga here and there, but it wasn't until around my fifth year of architecture school, and it is a five-year program, a friend of mine convinced me to buy a yoga class pass on Groupon. And it included like 25 classes at numerous studios around the city of Chicago. And I remember looking through the list and one caught my eye, which was Bikram yoga, hot yoga. Living in Chicago, it was cold and I just craved some heat. So I thought Bikram yoga was perfect. So that means, you know, I got to be in a room that was 105 Fahrenheit, which is hot and something I absolutely loved. So I went to a few of these classes. I ended up actually going alone. The friend, for some reason, I don't remember why, didn't go with me. So I went to the studio by myself and I remember instantly falling in love. Bikram Yoga, at least the studio that I was at, it was, they had 60 minute classes and 90 minute classes. So I took the 90 minute because I wanted the most bang for my buck as a student. You know, this was a huge thing for me to budget in um, is to have yoga classes. And so I remember just being there for the 90 minutes and I would come as early as I could to defrost and just be in the warmth. And then the poses were very, very simple in a way where it was 26 poses done two times. And so I really liked just the simplicity of it. There was, I kind of always knew what to expect. And so I really started to kind of cultivate a little home in this in this yoga studio. And really those 90-minute classes, I think, really saved me, especially during the winter. You know, like I said, I would be so excited to go to these classes. Once I graduated from college, too, I stayed in Chicago and for two more years. And I mean, every week I went to the studio. And that became kind of like my anchor, my safe space. I made some friends. And I really got to enjoy this yoga studio. I will provide a link in the show notes if you are ever in Chicago. Please go to one of 5F Hot Yoga Studio. I used to go to the one in the South Loop. They also have one in Wicker Park and I believe Lincoln Park. I did go to the one in Wicker Park a few times. They had so many amazing events. I went to my first Yoga Nidra class and I absolutely fell in love with Yoga Nidra as well. Yoga Nidra is more of like a meditative yoga where you would lie down and the teacher kind of walks you through like this full body relaxation and it it almost gives you energy like you took a nap and it kind of goes into more of your subconscious which 
It's a whole nother trip that I always loved taking Yoga Nidra. So again, if you're ever in Chicago, I highly recommend this studio. They also have amazing retreats I always see to Mexico, which I've kind of thought like, oh, that'd be so fun to go with them. But they were a really great studio and I felt really at home at the studio. And that's something that's very important too, is finding a studio that kind of resonates with you. And so along with 105F Studio that I used to go to, of course, keeping a budget in mind, before I graduated, I also started taking free yoga classes online because you know I couldn't go to yoga classes every single day. That was way out of my budget. So this was around 2015, 2016, where YouTube channels were kind of becoming a big thing, especially with like free yoga classes. So I took a lot of the classes online for... Um, in YouTube with Yoga with Adrian, Yoga by Candice, and Yogi Nora. Those three were my go-to yoga videos. They had from you know hour-long classes to 20 minutes to 30 minutes. And I absolutely loved watching those videos on YouTube. And that's kind of how I learned to cultivate a at-home practice. Because you have your studio practice and then you have your at-home practice. And I kind of liked having a little bit of both. Because at home, I got to go at my own pace. And at the studio, there's more of like, of course, that social aspect, which is always fun. But so that's kind of how the beginnings of my yoga journey started. You know, it was a little mix of YouTube, a little mix of studio space. And really in college, I found... This was kind of my, because I never played, I did play sports, you know, growing up here and there. Like I played a year of softball. I think I played like two months of soccer. I mean, I was active, but I wasn't really into like group sports. Um, You know, I just never really caught on to a sport that I liked. But yoga has been the most consistent physical activity I have ever done. And I think because it has challenged me not only physically, but mentally, spiritually, there's just so many aspects to yoga and that for some reason, it's really become something that I've I've enjoyed and I, I keep growing and I keep learning. And I know that even though if I, you, you can get advanced in yoga, there's yoga competitions already, like, and in, in, which is kind of crazy. I never knew you could have like yoga be a competition, but there is, at least here in the West, there is. And, but just, so there's something about yoga that I know I can constantly push myself, grow, you know, I'm not the most flexible person. So yoga has been really challenging and fun for me in terms of seeing how flexible I can get and how strong I can get. And just the way my body feels after yoga is just so, so amazing. So that's yoga. I love it. It's become really a part of who I I am and I'm becoming. And I just see it being something that will constantly be with me throughout the rest of my life and something I can use for physical movement, but also, you know, clearing my headspace because I've also incorporated meditation into my practice and into my lifestyle. So just, yeah, there's so much I have done with yoga. And one of the things that did advance my relationship with yoga is in 2017, I took a yoga teacher training course. So let's let's kind of talk about that, that period of time. So yeah, and so in 2017, I decided to move from Chicago back to Southern California. I've mentioned this on other episodes, mostly about my architecture career, but that was a big shift change in my life. And I moved back in to live with my parents. And it was definitely different coming from, you know, living in a city by myself, having freedom to do whatever, and then moving back to the suburbs with my parents. But I knew the first thing I had to do is absolutely find a yoga studio because that would be probably my saving grace socially just to get out of the house. I was applying for jobs. And so 
I pretty much found the closest yoga studio to my parents' house. And I went to a class, right away loved it, signed up, and got a membership there. And I remember I liked their classes because they didn't have Bikram yoga, Bikram style of yoga, but they had yoga classes that were really hot. So I believe it was 112, 112 Fahrenheit in the one class I liked with the teacher, which is about 45 degrees Celsius. I like it hot. I love, love sweating, being hot in yoga. It just, there's something about it. I know you can get deeper into the stretches when it's really hot. I know it loosens up your muscles more, but there's something so detoxifying about hot yoga that I absolutely love. So that was kind of one of the reasons that really gravitated me towards the studio. They also had, you know, vinyasa classes. So as I mentioned, those flow classes with also high temperature. They also had yin yoga. Yin yoga is more of like yin restorative yoga where you hold poses for, you know, a period of so like two, three minutes, a period of time. And it's more like gentle stretching. Also love those. Really, I think my favorite kind of style of yoga would probably be any sort of vinyasa flow. But then if you can crank the heat up to that 113 Fahrenheit, you know, 45 Celsius, that's probably where I'm thriving the most. And so I signed up for a membership at the studio, and as I was applying for jobs, keeping myself sane, you know, to get out of the house, this was really like my, I thought it would be become my sanctuary because I had such a great experience back in Chicago. And so during one of the classes, I, oh, wait, before I mention that, okay, let's go back a little bit. I did forget to keep, to mention something. Before I moved to back to California in 2017, when I was in between jobs, when I had left my job in Chicago, before I moved to California, I took some time off to travel. And I actually went to, on a solo trip to Costa Rica, I found this gorgeous yoga resort in Santa Teresa on the western side of Costa Rica. Absolutely beautiful. It is a huge yoga hub, yoga center right now. But the hotel I stayed in was absolutely beautiful. It was off season, so great sale. Honestly, I was actually one of the only few people at the resort, which was really nice. I feel like I had the whole resort to myself. Um, It was called Pranamar Yoga and Retreat Resort. Unfortunately, I can't provide a link in the show notes for this resort because. They sold about a year or two ago and someone else took ownership. I actually think they might have kind of bulldozed the whole resort, unfortunately, and put up new development from what I think I heard, if I'm not mistaken. So unfortunately, I I can't provide a link for this place, but it was absolutely beautiful. And I kind of gave myself a little yoga retreat during that trip. I went to a yoga class every morning and then I had this like really cool cabin I stayed in and outside I had this big porch. And of course, you know, there I took pictures of myself doing yoga poses. And, you know, this was also when like Instagram was really taking off like 2015, 2016, 2017. I was taking my photos of myself constantly doing yoga poses. And I mean, I'm going to have to share some of them on Instagram because I was constantly anywhere I went when I was traveling or think, oh my gosh, take a picture of me doing yoga pose or, you know, upside down on my headstands and all this. Once I mastered headstands and I could do them in public confidently without falling down. Every picture I took, I was upside down. And so this trip was really great because, you know, I'd always wanted to go for a yoga retreat, but I thought, why not make my own? So I kind of had a little own solo retreat. So that was, you know, coming off of that, coming off of having a great experience at 105. Now I moved to California and I went to this new yoga studio. It's called Melt. But let me tell you more about my journey with yoga at the Melt Studio. So we're back 2017, a few weeks into going into the classes at the studio, one of the teachers approached me 
And she's like, wow, you move through the poses so beautifully. Have you ever thought about, you know, maybe becoming a yoga teacher? Now, of course, I'm like, that would be so cool. Of course, I wanted to become one, but I was also on the path of architecture, licensure. I also didn't have the budget for an international like Bali retreat and yoga teacher training. I did sometimes look into a few of those, but they were, you know, very intense courses and just out of my budget. And at this point, I had already taken off a couple months between jobs and I definitely needed to start getting back into, you know, working and getting a salary. So, you know, I was like, oh, I would love to become a yoga teacher. That'd be so fun. You know, I'm like, maybe, maybe, you know, later on in my life. And she said, well, actually, we have a course here at the studio that if you want to look into it, I think you would be a really great fit. So I went home after that class and I looked at it because I'm like, what are the hours? Because I was like, when I start a new job, what am I supposed to do? Like, I can't, you know, be like, hey, I'm going to work part time so I can, you know, get my yoga teacher training certificate. But what was cool about this program was it was a 200 hour yoga teacher training program. And we got to have our classes outside of the nine to five hour work time. So it was evening classes and on the weekend. So it was like, oh my gosh. Like my dream of becoming a yoga teacher can actually happen because I have found a teacher training program that fits within my, you know, also architecture career life. And so, of course, I signed up super eager, super excited. I'm like, this is going to be amazing. Like I'm going to meet so many great people. So I started the teacher training program in the fall of 2017. I think it was about an eight week program. It was definitely very intense, very intense on the body, very intense emotionally, mentally, spiritually. I mean, you are going through, you know, we're talking about our emotions and everything and it was definitely a transformative time for me and it was it was intense but i love yoga and i mean i was doing yoga and whenever i wasn't at work i was at the studio or i was at home or i was listening to yoga podcasts or reading yoga about just i was immersed in the world of yoga and i just loved this opportunity because it was able for me to advance my yoga practice and I, you know, through this, this training, you know, I was able to take my first anatomy class. I've never taken an anatomy class. I know nothing about the anatomy. And so um, that was really great. And I learned about Ayurveda, which is actually kind of how I, how I learned about Sahara Rose, who inspired me to learn about Vastu Shastra. So that's kind of actually, you know, amazing that this yoga course, now that I think about it, you know, looking back so many years ago, is it really planted seeds for so many different things that happened in my life without knowing. And, you know, there is, you know, different aspects of the yoga teacher training practice or teacher training program that unfortunately didn't unfold as I wanted to. A lot of the other teachers were it's tough to say, but if you can imagine a, you know, you're in a strip mall yoga studio and in South Orange County, a lot of the other teachers um, were just a lot of different personalities that we didn't all exactly, exactly mix. And I think one of the teachers in the training was also going through something really kind of intense in her life. It was a huge health issue. Her mom had passed away because of this health issue. There was she had a lot of negative emotions around this. And I think that's something when you're looking for a teacher training program, now looking back on it, I would have done so much more research on who are the teachers, what are they doing, you know, go to one or two of their classes and see kind of what they're about because you're learning something from them. I definitely would 
do the yoga teacher training practice again at the same studio. Like I have no regrets doing it because I think my yoga practice is so much more advanced now. You know, I know the cues. I know how to put my body into certain, you know, positions and I know what to look for when things feel wrong or things feel right. So that on an, I mean, if you are doing a yoga practice and you feel like you kind of want to, you know, expand and learn and you don't necessarily want to become a yoga teacher, I would definitely recommend looking into, you know, a teacher training that would work for you and your schedule and your budget, you know, whatever it is and definitely take it because I feel like my yoga practice definitely advanced and in a good way and in a way where, you know, now if I want to, I I can teach yoga and there's actually a future opportunity for me that might be lining up where I'll be able to teach a yoga class, which I'm really excited about. But so there's a lot of things you can really learn in a teacher training program. So back to mine though, is yeah, during the training, it was a lot of we were learning about yoga, we were learning about the history of yoga, but I think we only skimmed the surface of yoga. And that was one thing too, I realized once we graduated is, and they're like, okay, now you guys can all teach yoga. And I thought, oh my gosh, I feel so unprepared to teach yoga. Like this is such a sacred practice in so, you know, in in India and in Eastern parts of the world, like this is such a sacred practice. Like I don't feel ready. And that's the one thing I would say about this training is Unfortunately, I don't think they provided us with enough tools. I think they tools to teach a yoga class in a strip mall, absolutely. But as far as really honoring and cherishing what yoga is, just I think it kind of left a bad taste in my mouth after the training. And I remember like I was like, okay, well, maybe I could teach yoga at the studio. And I was like, maybe I could just further my practice and further my studies because, you know, again, I feel like we just scraped the surface of, of yoga. And then, you know, unfortunately, because of the certain personalities at the studio, I only stayed at the studio a few more months. I would say, and this is something, you know, coming back that I mentioned about the 105 studio in Chicago, is the the yoga community, and this was a couple of years after I went through my teacher training, the yoga community does have a lot of toxicity. And I won't really talk too much about it because this is about my yoga journey, not about the world, like not about yoga in the community. But in the Western culture, there was a huge, I think it was like 2018, 2019, in the yoga community where a lot of people were being, I guess you could say canceled, or there was just a lot of toxicity coming out. And I noticed that at this studio, especially, it was almost like a mean girl vibe. And unfortunately, you know, I think that also kind of hindered the yoga teacher training experience for me because it was, and also I had come from architecture where it was mostly male dominated. And I hadn't really spent this much time with so many women probably since high school, but even still, like I've never, you know, uh, we were a group of, I think, oh my gosh, there was like 16 of us or something, 18 of us, maybe all women. And so it was a lot of, a lot, like I said, a lot of personalities. And I think because of some of the mean girl vibes that did end up coming through, and especially with the yoga studio staff, I think that was something that just, unfortunately, I'm no longer at the studio. I will probably never, ever go back to the studio or go to a class there. I have no desire to. I'm still following some of the yoga teachers. I actually ran into one at the beach recently. And so it was a yoga studio that, unfortunately, I think that had a little bit of that mean girl vibe. And that's not what a yoga studio is about. Yoga is for everybody. Yoga, everybody is welcome in yoga. So when you have a studio culture that really doesn't allow that, you know, message to be spread. Well, 
not really the best studio, I guess, for me. So no longer go to that studio. There is a few studios around where I live. I, you know, actually pre-COVID, there was a studio here near me that Jesse and I, Jesse, my husband, we started going to, we were going to get a membership to, and then COVID happened. So, and we kind of haven't really gotten into the schedule to go back to this yoga studio, but that studio had also a great vibe. You could kind of tell already. So there's definitely something, something to be said about the yoga studio culture. And that's definitely for me how it affected whether or not I stayed at the studio. Overall, I would, again, not regret this teacher training program. There's so much I learned. I really, like I said, advanced my practice. I now have the yoga teacher training certificate underneath my belt. I can always now expand on that. And it really was just just a huge learning curve for me to learn about yoga. And I just, I really enjoyed it. And I have so much respect for the practice After teacher training, I taught a few yoga classes here and there privately. I did remember I was supposed to host a yoga class with like a cacao ceremony in March 2020. That also obviously didn't happen. And I just, I guess after COVID, I just haven't, you know, kind of created like an event, I guess I could teach at, but there is one actually coming up possibly in this year that I might be teaching at, but I don't know. We'll see. But it's definitely something I like what I teach. Absolutely. I think it's, I loved teaching actually. I was very surprised how, oh, I forgot to say one thing that the teacher training program helped me was public speaking because I feel like, yes, in architecture school, I learned how to public speak, but you know, you're presenting and everything, but in yoga, I really learned how to slow down and slow down when I'm, you know, giving instructions and, you know, a lot of of the directions and going through the poses. It was allowing me to really practice speaking in front of a room full of people more than in architecture school where, you know, you have your review at the end of your semester and there's like maybe four or five jurors and they talk about your project. I would be in a room of like 20 people, you know, telling them, leading them through something. So I would say public speaking, I also really honed in on that tool during teacher training. So what I teach, that was where I was going. What I teach now, absolutely. I really enjoy teaching. I think it's super fun. I I love going through the yoga practice. I think, you know, I like, I mean, I have a podcast. I like to talk. So of course, why not lead a yoga, yoga class? But I think I had, you know, there is something I feel like that set myself apart when I was teaching and when we were practicing like in our training is I like to like make jokes a lot and stuff and like, have it be fun. And so I noticed like everybody would kind of be like more relaxed and like jokingly, like, you know, like yoga is supposed to be fun. And that's another thing is like, sometimes people take yoga so seriously and I'm just like, this should be a fun practice. So I really realized during my training is like yoga, it should be fun. And I think that was also one thing about the training program is they were very serious about like how serious we should take it. And I'm like, if I want to be serious, I'm going to go to my nine to five job and be serious. But this is yoga. This should be fun. This should be where you're really just like, you know, moving and flowing with you, the energy of, of your body and going through the poses. And so that's something I definitely keep in my yoga practice. And it's not serious. It doesn't have to be, you know, go from pose, pose, pose pose, deep inhale, exhale, I think it should allow that fluidity, that that fun movement. And so that's definitely something I put into my yoga practice is it should be fun. 
you know, you are getting on your mat to expand yourself, you know, mentally, emotionally, physically. So have it be fun. Don't get caught up in, I have to be super rigid and straight. Really, at least for me, I allow to give myself that grace to have fun because you're, you know, I'm getting on my mat not to be serious, but to have fun. So what does my yoga practice look like now? My yoga practice has definitely, like I mentioned at the beginning of the episode, dwindled a little bit. Going off of the yoga teacher training, you know, I still kept my practice going on at home. And then once I started to study for my exams, I think I definitely made sure to carve out time for myself to get on my mat. But now I feel like I just don't have such a schedule because before it was like studying, not studying, studying, not studying that now I've, that's kind of why I'm so, so grateful for this episode because it really made me stop for a second and think, okay, you know, yoga is so important to you. Let's look at, you know, your yoga journey. Other things I haven't mentioned about, you know, in the past few years, like there were a lot of tough events and challenging things. And I I shifted a lot and I've grown up a lot since I started going to yoga classes, but yoga has always been this like constant for me. And I feel like now lately, I just haven't been able to find that motivation to get on the mat. And so that's kind of what this, this episode is really like lighting that little yoga fire in me. And I'm just so excited to get back on my mat because yoga has been such a key I guess, like anchor, I could say throughout, you know, a lot of the recent chapters of my life. And, you know, there was a really tough time I went through and it really helped me. And I think just mat time for me also is so sacred. Like I used to really be just like phone on airplane mode. Do not talk to me. Do not knock on the door. Like when I'm on my mat, I'm on my mat. Do not approach me. I mean, I've definitely added a little bit more flexibility with that now, especially now that I practice, you know, yoga in our like dining room kitchen area slash living room area, it's kind of in between, it's like a yoga in between hall, it's like a yoga hallway. And I know Jesse will sometimes be cooking dinner. And so like, I've allowed that flexibility, but there's definitely when I'm on my yoga mat, like I am in the zone and I'm just like, this is my therapy. I don't have any, I used to be a little bit religious, but not really anymore. I'm definitely more spiritual, but I think like yoga has kind of become almost like in a way a religion for me, but like, this is my time to whether, you know, instead of praying, I get on my mat and I meditate or like I manifest or I'm thinking about stuff like yoga has really become that anchor for me. And so that's kind of why I wanted to do this episode is to share with you, you know, the importance of what yoga has been for me because yeah, I talk about it so much, I think here and there. And I just, yeah, I just wanted to share with you guys my yoga story because like I said, you know, yoga is there for me. Like when I'm so stressed, the one place I'll find clarity is getting on my mat, that or taking a walk on the beach. But definitely like, I just, I feel so good after yoga. Like I did a good yoga practice this morning. Yesterday I found an amazing yoga video. So I guess Yeah, my yoga practice too today is definitely more YouTube videos because I was so pressed on time when I was studying and I only wanted to make sure I gave myself a certain amount of time. I know I mostly focused on finding videos that fit the time slot that I needed to. And that's something too I'm going to work on now is to get back into that flow of just getting on my yoga mat and not caring when I'm done with yoga, when my flow is over and just doing whatever poses I want to and just kind of 
being my own teacher as I practice through the different poses that I want to that feel good in the moment. And so that's kind of what I'm, I'm really hoping to cultivate back on my mat is just this free flowing yoga. I still I'm going to keep those YouTube videos. I've also in, you know, increased more of who I watch. I would say Boho Beautiful. I'll provide a link in the show notes for her YouTube channel has absolutely great yoga flows. And sometimes I think when I'm not feeling inspired, I definitely will go on YouTube and find a yoga video. And then I think once, you know, I just, I'm like, I know what my body is craving right now, then I'll do my own flow. So it's going to be, it used to be a sprinkle of both, definitely more on the YouTube side now, but I would like to get back into doing my own flows and just kind of seeing where my body takes me. So I'm hoping this episode and sharing my yoga practice with you has helped inspire you maybe to try yoga or just like me, get your butt back on the mat and do yoga more often. But I absolutely love yoga. I love the practice of yoga. I know my knowledge of it is, you know, from like a, I know my knowledge, you know, of it isn't, you know, as deep as architecture, but it's something I have found that has brought me so much joy throughout the the years. And it's been kind of, I keep coming back to that word anchor. And that's probably going to be the title of this, uh, this podcast episode, but yoga really has become my anchor and it's become something I can lean on and it'll help me, you know, get through difficult times in my life. And, it is. It's uh, it's a practice I love. I'm I'm glad I've stuck with it. I mean, it's the longest physical activity, sport, anything like that you want to consider, um, movement that I have stayed consistent with now. So, because I don't even know. Yeah, I mean, my first yoga class was about 13 years ago, and then I really started going when I went to 105. That was like 2014, 2015. So, can't get enough of it. I'm So glad I got on the mat this morning. Yesterday, I'm going to get on the mat tomorrow morning. And I encourage you to get on your yoga mat because I think we all deserve a little time on our mat today. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you liked it, please give it a heart, a thumbs up, and click the follow button so you can stay up to date on the latest episodes. You can follow me on Instagram at From the Honeycomb Podcast. I'll be sure to post some yoga photos there if you want to see them. You can also sign up for my monthly newsletter in the link provided in the show notes to provide you a spark of positive energy in your inbox. Thank you so much and see you next Friday.